I would like to invite you to take a moment in your day, throughout your evening, or simply just waking up, offering you the opportunity to examine patterns, feeling the texture, breathing in and breathing out, starting to witness what are the patterns that we walk with, breathing in and breathing out. I invite you to consider patterns that feel as wonderfully serving, deeply connected, and fully comforting. And as you breathe in and breathe out, allow those wonderful patterns to blanket you. And now as you breathe in and breathe out, encouraging you to look at patterns that might be right on the peripheral, right inside the comfort zone, but knowing that I do not want to walk with these. Breathing in and breathing out, looking at how I might be able to set them down. And as you breathe in and breathe out, feeling the magnitude, the weight, and at the same time, the levity of what that might look like to release, to look at, and exonerate your patterns. Breathing in and as you breathe out, taking a moment to pay gratitude to both the patterns that are serving and the patterns that we need to reflect on. And one end with one breath in, releasing. And with one breath out, accepting. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today, we have a guest that I deeply appreciate and really respect in their journey. David, it's wonderful to see you, wonderful to hear you. How are you coming in today? Yeah. Hi, Ryan. I'm good. I'm coming in with a pretty open heart and a lot of, a lot of thoughts right now. So, so I'm in a good place right here. When you say an open heart and a lot of thoughts, do they feel as if they're congealing and starting to mold together? Yeah, I think from my session, I feel as if my... I, I opened up more than more and was more accepting of and where I was at previously and taking, taking more of a compassionate approach to myself that opening my heart is more being compassionate for me right now, which is a new feeling. And it's, it's, there's a lot to kind of unpack there and try and, and try and, I guess, put <laughs> 
to words, just not necessarily something I'm great at right this second. Yeah, and I bow to you for that reason. And knowing that you recently got off of your experience for the first time, I want to also honor you in something that you said, if it's okay to witness, is this idea of honoring and showing compassion to things about yourself that you really do love and cherish and appreciate. And I think from my vantage point, many people will report that they're looking to radically change themselves or cut out a certain part of themselves that they don't like. But what I'm really grateful for in your words today is your compassion to what you are walking as, who you are in this lifetime. Yeah, I think for me, most of the issues or most of the things that I was trying to I think I was trying to fill a lot of these, the things anxious feeling with trying to solve this or get better at that. And uh, I think from this experience, it made me realize that really what I was searching for and really what I was needing was just overall compassion for who I am in the moment and the, the things that I've been able to do and the person I actually am. It's not about necessarily changing, changing certain aspects of my life, but it, kind of stepping back and appreciating the person for who I am and you know, overall just loving myself in a, in a more deep way. What is the emotion I'm witnessing as I listen to you? I think it's, it's a new feeling for me. So it's, it's something where I'm stepping back and I'm trying to understand what these feelings are and be gracious with myself and be kind to myself right now. And it's, it's exhausting <laughs> to be frank. It's, it's a good feeling, but it's, I'm very out of, out of practice with it. And it's, it's causing me to have to work hard to, to continue to, to think that way and feel that way about myself. But I think it's a muscle that I'm, I'm slowly over time, as long as I keep focused on it, we'll be able to strengthen and not let atrophy again. Right. And your, your endurance is that of both what you just alluded to, the grace and compassion for oneself and yet the fortitude to keep coming back and being kind and looking at nuances of how to do that. I've been deeply impressed by you in that regard. And I this isn't that. just, yeah, right? This isn't just uh, this wisdom of, oh, goodness, I'm going to like whether is it through osmosis or through some sort of transcendence of the medicine that you're going to just be changed, but there's actually work that I'm hearing you and witnessing a smile that comes from your face when you say it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is something that maybe what I was, when I initially did this was a bit mis misunderstood by me a little bit where I, I had read that it wasn't something you take to like, it's a one thing and you get fixed. I think I had maybe a little bit of that mentality. But it, to me was, it was a, it helped me decouple and helped me realize that these blocks that I put in front of myself, these things that I had basically put in my life that were stopping me from really being the person I am. And this just helped, helped illuminate and shine a light on that in a way that I didn't I actually physically felt, I think I logically knew a lot of the things that I was going through, but I didn't 
like feel it throughout my entire body. And during the experience and after, right after I felt it like physically throughout me. And that, that was, I think the connection between my body and mind, I think was a big portion of actually understanding it more fully. It's really remarkable to hear you say that too, is because now there's practicality in that, right? It's not just a theoretical or cognitive construct about, oh, this new age hippie bullshit that we have our mind, body, and spirit aligned that you're actually a ringing endorsement of feeling something different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely feel, I, I felt the, the loves that I needed to feel. I felt like the nurturing that I think I longed for, and I like felt it in my, my arms and my heart and my legs. I mean, I felt nurtured and loved. And I think that was something that I, you know, have been wanting for so long. And I think that that was, I don't think I realized how good that feeling can really be. And this is, it illuminated for me, like that is really something that I strive for. And that can come from not just external sources, but from, you know, within as well. Yeah. And trusting yourself to not only ask for it, but also trust that you deserve it. Yeah. Can you tell yeah, me a little I, bit about that, about that newfound appreciation that you deserve it and can ask for it? I'm quite good at helping others and like being there for other people, but I think showing up for myself and asking for help has never been a strong suit of mine. And, you know, just talking through it, it's, it seems like this is, this is really what I'm looking for is I want I want connection. I really appreciate genuine connection. And I feel there's a, there was a disconnect between what I wanted and what I was really doing. And that, that dissidence was really causing me most of my pain and most of my, my issues. And so I think I'm kind of losing my, my train of thought a little bit, but well, what is your body saying to you right now as the mind is softening and as similar to me, the words lose traction? What's your body telling you in this moment? You know that I have, I have work to do and this is not like, this is not, uh, you know, this is not something that was a, a quick fix sort of thing that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm preparing myself for the next however long. It needs to be and the rest of my life is going to be, you know, step-by-step -step improvements on myself and being better for myself and showing up in different ways. And I think it's, it's coming to that acceptance this week and being kind to myself. Cause I think that was a big one is like the whole being kind to myself, uh, as I transition, I think was, I'm trying to remember that as I go through day by day, right. it's like the experience kind of fades a little bit. And I think I need reminding because. Without that, I, I can't really continue to grow. I super, super endorse that and also remind you of the love warrior in yourself, just going, it's okay to actually give compassion. I think in our culture and society, it's so many times perceived as narcissism or inflation of ego, but if it's done in a compassionate way, not striving or trying to run anybody over, it can really be nurtured and tended to. Have you felt that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, 
I think the asking for things, even like this week, I, I think I've, I've reached out to friends and people I care about in more meaningful ways and maybe not asked for, for help, for instance, but expressed how I genuinely felt. And I think that was a good first step for me is to like, say one, how I feel about something, how I actually, how I because I think a big problem was that I didn't understand what I needed. And then because I didn't understand what I needed, I didn't know really how to act, ask for the, that help. And I think for me expressing how I feel openly and basically getting it out of my head and making it concrete is the first step to then being able to go out and ask for, ask for that help and really ask for that love and compassion that I, I need. I think that's a really big step for me. That is a huge step. Um, in all things psychedelic, could we go back to the beginning? Because everything you're saying right now really enlivens me and awakens me to remind you, too, that you are a wonderful researcher. You trust your intuition and you flip over rocks before you do anything. What was your call to this medicine? And can you paint the picture for me of what you needed as reassurance before doing something? Because it was your first, first experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for six months I had been researching six, seven months, been researching what it was that I, I wanted to do. I'd been suffering from, I've suffered from anxiety for most of my life, I would say. And I'd been on Tazapine for, for almost seven, eight years at this point in time. And I really felt like I wasn't progressing. I was just kind of stagnating. I didn't feel like I was getting better. And I felt kind of numb to a lot of the world. And I was quite unsatisfied with that. And I had, I had heard about some psychedelic therapies from friends and heard about ketamine clinics and things of that nature. And they, so I started researching that. I started researching, you know, psilocybin retreats. I started researching guides like trip sitters. And, you know, I, to me, there was so many things that one is good for PTSD. This is good for like, this is more on the woo woo side of things. This is more for like you'll have to do ketamine say every month or so. And it, nothing really felt, felt good or felt right to me. And to me, I, I wasn't looking for a, I wasn't looking for some holy experience. I wasn't looking for some actual awakening. For instance, I was really looking for something to, you know, shake loose and help me get past myself. And so. It was important for me to find someone who was vetted and someone who knew what was going on and actually knew how to care for, for me. And like, that was, that was key because there's so many people out there who don't are doing it for, you know, financial reasons or for social reasons, or, I mean, it's, or don't have the background to actually support you in a meaningful way. And to me, it was important to work with someone who was caring and had the experience and you know, was going to be able to show up for me. So 
it was a long, it was a long time and I had to get off of my medicine and make sure I was supported in that and prepare for all this. And it was a long, it was a long struggle to get to this point and I'm happy I did it. I'm proud of myself for, for getting there, but I didn't take it lightly by any stretch. No. And that's one thing as I'm listening to your words that really moves me and actually gives me a moment to pause is just the complete reverence you have for yourself and acknowledging the mountain you climbed in preparation, clearingly not about the session or any of the medicine work, but literally the snow plowing you did in preparation. I bow to that. I respect that deeply, David. I appreciate that. I mean, it was important for me to do it right and to not take it for granted and to make sure I was safe. Cause I mean, it is, it, it's not a, it's not something that's light. I don't think it's something that should be taken uh, for granted. I mean, it's, it was a good experience, but it was something that should be taken with a deep level of respect and with somebody who respects you and someone you you care about and like that is going to be there for you, not just during the session, but after and for the integration portion of it as well. Like that's a, a the key portion and finding that person and finding that support structure is, is probably the most important thing in order to be successful. I think at, at working through whatever you're trying to work through. Thank you for that breath of fresh air, because it's a ringing, ringing awareness I hear from you and it's clearly coming from you. It also shows me that in this moment, what's the snapshot we're taking of you today? What are you witnessing in yourself? Yeah, I, I think I, I think a big portion of the self-love and the self-compassion is also looking back and appreciating where I come from and the work that I've done for myself. And I think that doing this and talking through these things, it, it solidifies it again for me that I have worked for myself and I have grown as a person and I am better because of the things I've done for myself. And I'm not, I think a big, a big thing that I've dealt with over a lot of my life is that if I'm not constantly progressing or if like if there's one thing that fails in my life, I fail. And it's like, no, you, you are still a compassionate person. You are still thoughtful and good. And all these things that have happened in your life, you, like those things are still there. And you need to remember that because you are, you're very loved and very like lucky and you've done so much for yourself and you should appreciate that and take pride and like be grateful for that. I see that in you, I witness you, and I'm in deep debt to your ability to see it because you also share it and ooze it out to other people. So let me ask you, how does it feel now coming back on you? Say that again, sorry. Yeah, it's a great reminder that you've been doing it with people and engaging and, as you said earlier, showing up for people and compassionately understanding without judgment others how now is it that people and yourself are doing it onto you like i think that well just appreciating these things is 
it's a lot to take in right now. So it's, it is slightly overwhelming and it is, I think it's, it's going to be, it's, it's good. And I think it's like pretty, pretty amazing to like look back and reflect on everything that has happened in my life and appreciate those things and just slowing down and reminding myself to slow down and looking for those connections again to remind me of what I have. I think it's, I'm growing slow. I'm like crawling right now and I'm, I'm appreciating the crawl, but I think I'm moving in the right direction. So yeah, deep appreciation for the growth slow. That's for sure. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what's on the psychedelic horizon for you. How will you know, and without any pressure, knowing that this did so much for you and you reconcile it, and yet my gratitude for your prudent approach and recognition that it's not for the faint of heart, how will you examine or look to see if there's another experience on the horizon? I think... I think I have a couple of things that I've identified as items that I want to really work towards. And I think I knew, I know I need to put the legwork in and the actual work in order to, to make those a reality. I think for me, I'm fairly analytical. So like, I, I think I'll constantly be checking back in and see, is this working? Is this not working? Do I feel like I'm growing? Am I progressing? And if, if I feel like I'm stuck or I feel like maybe I'm not moving and moving forward anymore. I'm not, you know, being, being able to show up for myself in the same way I did. I think that would be to me the next, that would be a, an indicator that, Hey, maybe it is time to re-examine and look at doing this again and, and kind of shaking things loose and helping me to move forward and, and re-examine things from a new light. Cause I think the second time around will be, I think I'll be able to relinquish control a lot more. I think I'll be able to actually lean into it and be afraid of it and run away from it. I think I'll get a lot more out of the experience as well. Even though this was an, an amazing experience, I think being able to lean in and not be afraid of the situation will be significantly more beneficial as well. What I witness and hear in you is a deep sense of acknowledging that you've gone a long ways with the work you've done and you are actively conscious of not needing to use this medicine to clean things up, but rather support you in that cleaning up. Yeah, I think it's a tool to like remind me. It's like, a, you know, hey, this, this is a part of your life. These are the good things. These are what you need to work on. And it basically shines a spotlight on the things that I are important to me or are stopping me from growing or being a better me. And I think that that's really what I'm, I want to continue to use this tool for, because I think it is a very powerful, uh, a very powerful thing that allows me to make the changes in my life I need to. I bow to the work you're doing actively. I respect it very, very, very much. What are you doing to walk gently as you are integrating and growing slow? What are you finding ways and how are you noticing that David's being more gentle with himself? I'm continuing to journal and I think that these ruminating thoughts that I 
I would have previously. I think instead of letting them cycle and circle, I, I kind of acknowledge that yes, this is happening now and it's okay. Like you're not there yet and being just patient with myself. I think I'm, I'm just more talking to myself like I would talk to a friend. And that's, that is like a pretty, pretty awesome thing because I'm, I'm, I show up for my friends. It'd be nice for me to show up for myself. So I think that's, I think that would be a good way for me to continue to support myself moving forward.